Today we're talking about staffing, culture, and leadership trends with my friends Phil Battle and Dennis Troy. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Hey friends, welcome to this edition of the Making Sunday Happen podcast. On today's episode, I welcome two great friends of mine, Phil Battle and Dennis Choi. Phil is the VP of Marketing at the Slingshot Group, a great service that helps churches find their staff. I'll also welcome Dennis Choi. Dennis is the production director at Saddleback Church, one of the campuses there. Both of these guys are coming up. But first, I wanted to let you know about some really big, exciting news happening at our company. We are growing pretty significantly and moving into a really exciting chapter. And I want you to watch or listen to this video from me sharing a huge announcement and a little about what is to come. Check this out. Hey, ministry leader, have you ever done anything that people were confused by? I have, and that's what happened in relation to our name here at 1230 Media. We've heard the confusion every time that we've heard questions like, do you spell it out? Is it numbers? Is it letters? There's a colon in there, right? Is this a Bible verse? Is it a time of day? So, spoiler alert, we are changing our name. And here's why. It all started with the best intentions. My wife Katie and I originally wanted a name that described how our company and you do ministry. That it's not about the flash of graphics and video. It's about discipleship. So in Mark 12.30, Jesus summed up authentic ministry by saying it's when you love God and love people. Loving God and loving people is the definition of the Christian faith. It's how we walk out our faith. We couldn't have said it better, so we edited Mark 12.30 down to 12.30 Media. We wanted to keep the main thing the main thing, that it was about discipleship and spiritual growth and salvation uh, more than just the flash of graphics and video. But as we grew, the name has been a challenge for those we serve. It's been a challenge for people like you. Well, we've heard you and we are changing our name, even though we always want to help see change lives and it not just be about being flashy. Our brand new name will ultimately help everyone remember it and create a tighter focus on what we really do well. I know you're ready to know, but our team is not quite ready to reveal our name and our new branding yet. There's a ton of work to prepare uh, for it to be a very clear, organized launch of our new brand. We are so excited uh, to share it with you. Uh, that will be coming in the next few weeks. But thank you so much for letting me share this with you. Uh, I want to give you a brand new free mini movie for your time. Since we're working on our identity, we thought it would be fun to give you this brand new mini movie all about finding our identity in Christ. It's at 1230media.com identity. And I want you to use the promo code identity. Again, 1230media.com slash identity and just put the word identity in the promo code box at checkout to get this video completely free. 
In a matter of weeks, I'll be sending out a video announcing our brand new name and logo. It is incredible. And you'll be excited to hear how the change will help you visually communicate the gospel. I'll see you then. Hey guys, hanging out with my friend Phil Battle. Uh, Phil, you are an author, creative coach. We are both uh, in this SALT community uh, while we're here at SALT 22. So uh, you've done a couple of workshops this time, uh, one on the future of creative ministry and others. So let's get into that one real quick. Let's talk uh, future of creative ministry. Give me kind of an overview of what you talked about there. Yeah, we hit on a number of different topics. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of things that are that we can say that are just some shifts that we're starting to see that are becoming more and more normal. And yep. there's some trends of a little bit more projections of where things are going. Okay. Give uh, me some of those trends real quick. Yeah. So some of the trends are, you know, one is, you know, especially with, with how people get their message across. Video is the new communications. Yep. If you have a message to get across, everything in our culture is leading towards, if you want to do that, you've got to be thinking about and leveraging uh, video as your way to get the message out. Yeah, I'm always amazed when people, it's funny, uh, even planning interviews for this interaction here, uh, I, you know, I have a lot of people that, hey, will you record a podcast with me? And people automatically think podcast audio. Is this going to be audio or video? I'm like, yep. Video, baby. Uh -huh. Like, yes. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so absolutely. The stats on video are through the roof as yep. far as interaction. I think 80% 80, 80 of the global web traffic is video driven now 80%. Yeah. So yeah. and that's if you're not doing like thinking about that to leverage how you're getting your message across across all channels like you said you're you're missing a lot of opportunities. Yeah, so that is yeah, that's across all social media platforms. I mean the numbers on video everywhere are way up. Yep. Does that have I mean they were they were on the trend on the way up even before mm -hmm. pandemic and all that, but yep. totally blew up over pandemic. Well, yeah, that, I mentioned that in in the session, I wrote a book at the beginning of 2019 called Rethink Communication about how attendance and engagement look, uh, are looking different in 2019. Yeah. We'll fast forward four years and it's, nothing's really changed. It's actually yeah. just all these things that were in a slow cooker for yeah. a long time got yeah. into the microwave. And here we are and we're wondering yeah. what happened. Yeah. So this has been happening for a long time. Yeah. Um, how we how we need to be able to shift how we communicate our message. And video has been a thing before now, but now it's yes. it's at the forefront of where we got to be. Uh, all right. So you talked video. Give me some other things in that workshop. We talked about, you know, staffing trends even. Yes. What are some way creative ways to, <clears throat> to staff your team? It's far more normal, as you would know, mm -hmm. to not try to hire your way through every need, but to yep. say, based off the need, do I hire full-time, part-time, freelancer, volunteer? Yeah. Do I outsource? Do I con contract? Yep. There are so many different ways to, to get creative with creative on that. And we've right. got to start looking at that to be able to help build a healthy and sustainable team. So in your role now, you help churches with some staffing needs and things like that. So what are you seeing there as far as do, do people lean more toward outsourcing certain things, keeping some things in house? How does the stats go based on what you just said? So I'll tell you what most churches are doing is they're thinking the old way of how do we just keep hiring unicorns to be able right. to pull off all that we need to pull off. Great point. It's not working. <laughs> right. Because there's only so many unicorns out there and they're yes. really expensive yep. and it's it's not always the best way to build your And team. I think those unicorns are going freelance. Correct. That's what I'm yep. finding and hiring yep. is is the folks that 
uh, used to be over everything, but their skill set is really in this, and they want to freelance as that. Are you seeing that as the trend as for well? For sure, for sure. And it's it actually is not a detriment to the church. It actually should be a great thing because yes. we can look at how do we leverage the, the gifts and skills of multiple people in multiple lanes to, yeah. to accomplish what we're called And to. I actually think it's cheaper sometimes for the church. It's more affordable yep. for them to, let's say they're spending 50 grand on a staff position, let's just say, but here they're, they're only spending this amount of money just for this, you know, 10 grand on this, 20 grand on this, and they're really getting multiple staffing positions at probably higher quality and more specific, would you With say? With that though, yes, but what I think it's actually creating is there's a tension now of churches can't aff afford to keep on hiring just doers. They have to empower and build leaders. Okay, so leaders are on staff as the full-time position, Correct. and I'm going to freelance or outsource the doers. If you can't lead more, like the scope of the leader matters a lot, I'll just say. Okay. Because then okay. if, if a, a strong leader can can um, you know be able to keep a couple different things going, be able to empower volunteers, be able to con contract with certain leaders, you're, you're able to pull off collectively so much more with a strong yes. leader compared to a doer that's just focused on trying to get to the next task. That may not be a leader. Correct, and they're yeah. always gonna be overwhelmed because there's never yes. gonna be Good. the day where everything got done. So, <laughs> so how are the churches making that shift? You were mentioning that a lot of them are kind of in the old model of I'm gonna hire the unicorn. So how do you encourage churches to make the shift between that model and yeah. a different model? Well, I, I think what you sell, there's a cultural piece and I think there's a realignment of, of what you're looking for. You know, I think the best leaders are built, they're not bought. And so mm, trying to look good. for the unicorn, you're going to be str struggling for a long time. Mm -hmm. Build the right person, create a culture that's so contagious where you, you attract people that want to be coached into and poured into and give them a chance to, to work and to fail sometimes. And then you're going to see their leadership rise and be able to actually pull off far more than you ever imagined. Good. Okay. So we talked uh, staffing trends. We've talked that video is the trend. Give me mm -hmm. some more trends when it comes to the future of creative. Uh, so I think people are staying or leaving jobs for very different reasons than they used to. And they're not staying as long. And they are not. Yeah. Th th so again, this is that you can look at this as a deficit, but I think it's actually an opportunity because I think most churches um, are used to the number one qualifier for why somebody would stay and come to a job is it usually started with calling and opportunity and then um, location played a part. And then the um, you know you, you look at the culture piece of it as well, and it, those were kind of the, the things that people were thinking th thinking through if they were going to take its role. But it was mostly focused on calling an opportunity. Well, now location is number one. When we talk to people and everybody through COVID, they realized I can do whatever yep. my job from anywhere. Uh -huh. Where do I want to live? Right. Where do I want to be? Right. Where's my family? Whatever those parameters are. So mm -hmm. location, right. compensation. Culture play a far bigger role than they ever have before, so that's a that's a huge thing that I think a lot of churches are, are figuring out. Sometimes figuring out the hard way. Uh, that. Are they okay with the working from home? Are churches okay with folks going more remote? Yeah. I, What's the trend there? I don't feel like there's any. I don't think there's one collective. Hey, this is what most people are doing. Right. Uh, the. Yeah, there, I, I can't say there's one thing. I, I think, you know, the smart leaders are saying what best serves our team and our culture. Yep. And I, usually that's a hybrid approach. Yes. Yep. Um, that's not built around all or nothing, but there's a collective rhythm to how people work and lead. 
uh, on that. So that's usually what I recommend as best you can because creatives are they're a different animal. But and but really, most leaders are, and yep. so you got to figure out as leaders how do we help our team and our environment thrive. So your recommendation to churches is probably what what fits within my culture. Is it all full time? Is it a mixture of full time and remote folks? Is it that or is that what you're recommending? Is really depends on your culture. I, I think what what I recommend, like when I get to sit down with the church and do an assessment with them, or be able to to say, hey, look under the hood and figure out how we can be more efficient. Usually, I'm saying, what are the boxes that you need to check? And then that through communications and video, that might be, we need to run social media, run print, mm-hmm. website design, you know, video announcements, stories, all those things. Well, let's look at the different options for how we could actually accomplish those things. Yeah. You might get 20 hours your week back by outsourcing some of those things to mm-hmm. a company that does it really well so that you can focus on your leadership. You can focus on building a volunteer team right. to cover some of those other areas. So it's right. not a one size fits all, but it's saying, let's get creative with how we pull these things off and leverage some of the opportunities we have now that we didn't have before. Yeah, we're saying that too. I think in our context at 1230 is we want to say, let us do stuff that can be outsourced Mm -hmm. and you keep stuff like life change stories that are and leading volunteers that only you can do in your physical space. Mm -hmm. We can't, we're not there with your volunteers. Yep. Um, you know, we're, we're not there hearing the on the ground life change stories. You do those testimony stuff, outsource the bumper video, mm-hmm. outsource the promo video that can be outsourced. Um, so definitely see that. You've talked about culture a couple mm-hmm. of times. Yeah. So, and you've done a whole workshop on that. Talk to me about some, some points of culture. What are the trends there that we need to be looking at? Yeah, it, culture is currency in today's, in today's culture. There's always going to be somebody that can pay somebody more. There's always going to be somebody in a zip, yeah. a sunnier zip code. Culture is what what grabs people and keeps people. It's what makes somebody grow and thrive, or makes somebody say, "This is toxic. I need to leave." Right. So if we don't get that right, no matter leaders, the pace, exactly. Yeah. There's and we have so so many stories to show, and say, I'm sure you've heard the same uh, on that. So as leaders, we we culture is defined by the behavior of its leaders, and so when there's a disconnect between what you put on the wall or what you put on your website Good. of your values and what you actually live out, that's where to- toxic culture can often develop. Okay, so talk to the leader. What kind of culture do I need to develop to keep people? I, yeah, that's a that's a <clears throat> loaded question because there's, there's so much there. Easy one to cover. You know, I think when it comes to culture, it's it really is what do you value? What do you value as an organization? And being true to that in your actions yeah. and what you actually And make do. that behavior. Actually make right. that, here's how we're going right. to function. Here's yes. how we're going to work together. Here's how we're going to say, you know, I heard a um, good example of a good value statement was we, we're going for the bronze. And the value behind the culture they're creating is as a staff member, we don't want you to put the church first. We want you to put God first, yes. your family second. Good. And we want you to go for the bronze. <clears throat> That's a great culture statement because yeah, that says we, we back this up and this is how we're going to behave as leaders. And we're going to, that, that's a chance for you. If that's what you're attracted to, this is a place for you. Yeah, and I, I agree. That needs to walk out. That definitely needs to be behavior. That needs to be the, if I say no because I have my son's ball game that I'm going to be at, yep. that means I, I, the, my leader's got to respect that, yep. that no. Exactly. Um, all right. Anything else there as far as from a leader standpoint that I need to make sure that I'm developing to, to keep people? And are you finding that people leave are leaving churches, places faster? I, I'm finding 
that people are are not tolerating toxic. Good. So okay. when when there's dysfunction or they're out, um, or when there's when when it, when there, there's a disconnect between what you say and what you do, um, that especially for for Gen Z, that is like a that is just a line you can't cross. So as leaders, we, we've got to be focusing on backing up what we say and actually live out our values. How how does that relate as far as, I don't want to say being petty, you know what I mean? Like, how how often does that have to happen? I mean, because leaders are going to make mistakes. There's not I'm not going to be 100% every single time. But with that, think about that. There's There can be a culture of, of authenticity or a a culture that's not that. A, a authentic leader is going to say, hey, I screwed up here. Right, yes, that's and what I'm getting I, at. I'm going to learn from this and grow from that. that right. It's the behavior yeah. of that leader yeah. that's creating that culture. Yeah. But if the behavior is, I may have screwed up, but but this person screwed up over here, and I got to call them out, and yeah. I'm going to shame them. Like that's that's going to create a, a right. toxic culture. Right. Yeah. Good. What else are you seeing as far as trends of culture staffing? As you're coaching churches, what are you hearing constantly? Like this is a this is a common problem throughout. Uh, two a couple just ideas here. Two most common roles that are that have the greatest opportunity to invest in and reap far higher rewards are video and project manager. Get those roles right, they have a massive impact in so many different ways. So I think that's mm. that's one piece. Um, the We talked about the, the diversification for getting creative with how you build your creative team. No, on that. So I think that's a, that's another piece. Well, I was you mentioned one word that I want to ask about. It is unrelated, but you mentioned the word diversity. Mm -hmm. So I want to I want to get at that. How yeah. how important is diversity on my staff team? That's a yeah. big kind of trend right now to make sure yeah. that my staff is represented in my congregation and vice versa. Mm -hmm. How important is that? It to is churches a right very now? common question yep. that we get that a lot of churches are not ready for. Because when you say we want to di diversify, it means we want something different that is going to add to us because we want different. What a lot of churches are translating that felt need as is we need we need a chemistry fit. So somebody that we can go to dinner with and hang with. Um, sometimes that's not sometimes that's the wrong thing to chase. You may not need a friend. You actually may need another perspective that you can bring to the table. And so I think diversity is something okay. we have to be chasing to be a reflection of the community that God's been planning. Meaning I, if I hire somebody of a different race, a different perspective, I have to be willing to listen to their perspective. Correct. Right. And not just, you know, mm -hmm. have them on just as you say. As a Yeah. If the filter is, are they a good hang? Could we, you know, could we do dinner? Do we like, do we like having them around? Right. That's not a bad thing to consider right. at all. Right. Um, but if, if that's, that's the only if fact. that surpasses the ability of, Hey, they bring a unique skill set and perspective and a heart for God and a heart for this role that we we have a need, but they may not be our you know best friend. Well, that that's okay. Yeah, I, I think we 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 got to make room for that. Have you seen that where churches make a you know several diversity hires and then it fall apart? It doesn't work because of different things. It's not unusual to hear those stories. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, I think there's. There's grace for every every church is is trying to take steps to to figure this piece out. Yeah. This isn't this isn't easy. There's yeah. some growing pains yeah. in that, but it's worth fighting for. Uh, yeah. On that, like I said, we have to be a reflection of our community that yeah. we've been planning us in and the community we need to reach. And yeah. that means everybody, you know, being stretched. But yeah, it, it's it's worth fighting for. So one thing I think, I, you know, we have a unique position at twelve thirty, and that we're seeing kind of a landscape of mm -hmm. a bunch of different 
churches. And so I always, you know, it's very interesting to me when like a bunch of pastors will deliver and say, we're doing a sermon series on whatever, the book of Acts or some type of felt need. And multiple pastors are doing the same thing. They don't know they are. It's all across the country, all around the world. Yeah. And it's just neat how the Holy Spirit works that way. And I think you have a unique position at Slingshot in that you're seeing that too. Of, And I want you to speak to that is, you know, are you seeing that there are trends and waves and, oh, this is what the Holy Spirit is doing throughout? Yeah. I, a couple of things that's encouraging and discouraging. You know, the one thing that I'm seeing is leader, there is a seat at the table for creative leaders. Far more than there ever has been, there's a seat at the table because it's Good. so essential to so many things that are happening in the life of the church. Right. The challenge is there's not enough people that have been at the table. So there's not enough people that are quite ready to step into that. So leaders have to give people a chance to fail, have to be able to set a culture where they they see something in somebody else and give them an opportunity to be built and coached into those roles and not just wait for the unicorn to come along. So I see that all Good. the time, but I also see a hunger for the next generation that's saying, hey, I'm, you know, I, I want it, help me get there. And instead of expecting me to be somebody, someplace I haven't been yet. Good. Phil, always a pleasure, man. Thank My you. Pleasure. Thanks so much, Carl. Hey, ministry leader. I wanted to let you know about a great conference that we partner with. Uh, this year, the ninth annual That Church Conference will be happening at Lake Lanier, Georgia at the resort and conference center there. My great friends Mark McDonald, Ben Stapley, Justin Dean, and others will be taking the stage along with other great speakers. This conference is October 25th and 26th. You can use the code MSH, as in making Sunday happen, MSH10 for 10% off the ticket price at thatcc.com just for being a faithful listener to this podcast. Again, use the code MSH10 for 10% off your ticket price at thatcc.com. Hey guys, I'm hanging out with my friend Dennis Choi. Dennis, you are from Saddleback. You know, this is getting to be an annual thing. Last year we did this interview. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I'm digging it. I, I like you, Carl. That's why. Although I don't usually do this twice with people. So I'm honored. <laughs> I'm honored, buddy. All right. So you're doing a workshop this year on how to take the sound guy to tech leader. So a lot of medium-sized uh, churches are kind of throwing their, maybe they they approach their tech guy who, or sound guy that's used to mixing, and they're like, hey, you can run the whole thing. Yeah. So talk to me about maybe things that you've experienced with that yeah. and what you're going to talk about. Yeah, so, you know, I, I do, I consult with churches around the country, and the, the typical theme, uh, and probably you and I probably land in the same boat if you ever did uh, production is, you know, you, you volunteer maybe as a kid, you know, someone says, hey, can you run that thing? And you're like, sure, I'd love to. And you start yeah. pushing buttons. And then time goes by and you're like the only person and you start learning more about it and you dive into it. And then, you know, maybe you graduate high school and they say, hey, you want to work for the church? And you're like, sure, I'll do it. This is cool. And you start running stuff. And then at some point in there, they look at you and say, hey, why don't you lead the whole thing? And you're like, sure, why not, right? But really, it, that whole process, there's, there's never really any training or development or ne even knowing if you have the gift mix to lead a team, right. to develop volunteers, to do all those things. Right. And most of us started as kids just, just jumping in. 
And yeah. uh, so that's the idea of the talk is to talk through that, maybe to identify the key tools, key things that you need to have. So do churches, I want to just see what you think about this. Do yeah. churches put people in the wrong positions when we talk about this sometimes? Meaning like you might have the skill sets to, to mix and to others, but to, to pastor and lead yeah. different skill set could yeah. be. Sometimes they don't have this, both of those skill sets. Sure, yeah. Is this going out to the world live? <laughs> Because um, you want a real answer or you want to... No. Um, yeah. no, the honest answer is absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think most churches have a mindset of efficiency, right? And right. so uh, if they can get a volunteer to do it, uh -huh. hey, let's get a volunteer to do it, right? right? But then they realize, okay, now that volunteer can't be here the next... Well, let, maybe we pay him. Could you pay you so you could be here all the time? Well, okay, that might help, right? And they go down this path that ends mm -hmm. up going like, did you really select the right person right. from the start? Like, would right. that be the makeup of a person you want right. versus what you ended up with in one sense because they're super loyal, right. they're, they're great heart, great uh -huh. volunteer, right? So, so that's typically mm -hmm. the path that happens with people people with churches it's not it's not i mean it's not really a fault thing it's like you're just some folks just don't know like what what right. do you need in a audio leader or a right. video leader or something like that right. right so do i is the right path to train that person or is the right path to put him in another role and hire a staff member that you want yes everything in? the Both. answer is yes okay I, I think really so we're currently in can I give the date right now? What, yeah. Is this supposed to be timeless or? It is timeless. <laughs> oh, okay. We're, Don't date me. Okay. Don't date me. I think we're currently in a time where uh, you've seen more production people leave the church as a paid role. Now that's that statement is oh, probably okay. is that timeless? timeless. That is that timeless. will be okay. <laughs> my yeah. big case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no matter when we air that's it, very that's true. probably that, true. Yeah, All that's right, very true. <laughs> I think um, the answer to that a lot of times is develop from within. Right. So I think you do need to have training and development if you're going to build a team that should always be in place, whether you hire the person or not hire the person, the right person. Hopefully, then, if you're going to hire a person, you have a person that does also think that same way. So either way, you have to have some sort of development program. Uh -huh. But there may be times yep. when you have a quick need and you need to hire somebody or you need to contract somebody. Right. And, and, and it, so it, it's really both answers, I think, is a constant need out there. OK, so talk through the training. How do I need to train them up? process-wise? So most of the time, there's plenty of skills training. You can go to all sorts of websites nowadays to get skills training. How to EQ a uh -huh. microphone, mm -hmm. how to uh, set up the mics for a drum kit, right? You, you, right? There's a lot of that. I don't know too many places where you go, how do I train my production person, my tech person to lead more people mm -hmm. or develop more people. So the answer actually lies in there's other, there's training that's not specific, specifically to production people uh, that's out there, just regular general leadership training, developing right. a team. Right. And then there's stuff that, like what I try to teach at conferences that gear really specifically to language that is for a production person. So I guess in general, there's tr some training out there, but it, it really starts for me, the number one thing is finding out if there's a calling to serve at the church because I think a lot of people get into special areas like production skilled areas and they miss the very first part of it's a calling so they get at some point they get into like well let me uh, comparing my salary to uh, the Jonas Brothers uh, front of house engineer is not the same and I do the same work right it's like not, yeah that, really. it's not yeah and you can go down the line in any position at church right but but yes. if you compare you're already in trouble you're done Right. Yeah. Because um, that's never going to compare to the real world. Right. So I think some of that is just defining a calling 
Right. And then it's teaching somebody how to build a culture mm -hmm. because then you can recruit, train, develop people. You may, as a leader, not have all those skills. That's actually okay. Because I think sometimes as leaders, we try to take all of that on, right. right? But you may not have that. It's it's really that, okay, can I assign it to people? Can I, can I Good. develop that? Yeah, you hit on a great point. So how much do I need to be thinking, I don't have this skill set, I'm weak in this area, I need to raise somebody up to do that? Yeah. Whether that is you know, scheduling people, whether yeah. that is whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, maybe give me some tips on that. How do I sure. raise that person up in the areas that I'm weak? Yeah, I think uh, the number one sign of a great leader is that you can identify what areas you're not good at, mm -hmm. right? Uh, usually people point out the areas you're good at. So mm -hmm. you're like, oh, cool, I can do that. Yep. But figuring out what you're not good at first is is usually a big key. If you're I think not that a great, takes some maturity too. It, it absolutely does, right? Yeah. And so if you're a young leader, you're yeah. gonna need some help doing that. Um, I think administratively are you a good administrator not a technical skills person but administrator because there's a heavy load that comes with leading right mm -hmm. and then there's a personal side a people person right. you interact you talk well with people or do you have to find somebody i've, I've heard of teams finding like the the, the team mom right who's Absolutely. great at caring for people yep. right that's your care person right okay so if you're not good at it and you're trying you're going you're struggling and people aren't being cared for it's like well yes maybe that's not maybe you just need to find somebody to help you do that yeah right? and i think you bring up a good part of volunteer culture and that sometimes even on the audio team let's just say we're talking about audio right now you don't have to be skilled at audio you can recruit people that are the team mom absolutely and they are on the audio team yeah they're not touching the gear at all. Yep, yep. You know, maybe they do something, plan events for the team. Maybe they cook breakfast for the team on yes. Sunday. Yep. Whatever that might be, you know, how important is that to you to, to build that culture? Yeah, I think, Carly, I think you're hitting on something that you have to think outside the box. I think as soon as you say the word tech, that immediately throws up flags for yeah. people. Like, oh, yeah, I'm right. not technical. Right. I can't do that. And you're yep. like, well, there's plenty yep. of rules that are not technical at all. And I think that has to do with how you cast the vision mm -hmm. for how to, how to be right. on the team. All I'll give you a quick story here. So, uh, I was at New Spring Church, and we would uh, we they would send uh, teams around, or they would have like a um, like a showcase. One person would walk a group yes. of people around to all the ministries, mm -hmm. and they would go by the. We had a, a, a tech booth in the back, like a whole production room, yep. and their pitch was, you know, if you're techie, if you like to be here for six, seven <laughs> hours a day all the yeah. time, if you yeah. like to get up at three o'clock in the morning and come, <clears throat> if you like to spend, and I would listen to that going, whoa, yeah, no. Yeah, right. So I was like, hey, when you come around, just I'll, I'll talk to them, just <laughs> yeah, pitch yeah. it to me. Yeah. And I would say, I would change that language and I would say, hey, who was here that was affected by a worship experience here at our church? Yep. Who came to Christ That's at good. a... Raise hands. All right. Who has been impacted? Your life has been, you know, you're growing in discipleship and, and growing in your walk with Christ by being involved here. That's what we do. Yep. God uses us and uses our hands, uses what we do back here to see life change happen. Yep. Do yep. you want to be a part of it? it totally, yeah, totally, totally different. Totally different. different. There's <laughs> myths, right? There's <laughs> myths about being a part of the production technical team. And yes. I think it takes the leader to be imaginative, be creative to say, oh, there's other roles. Let's, yes. let's create other roles, not just front of house or right. lighting or right. a video camera or all those things, right? And, and so I think that's part of what you're talking about is how do you 
think through that as the leader and create those spaces so more people can be involved that aren't technical but fill a lot of these areas that you go, I need help with. Right. right. So what have you seen in your years that is really maybe a great culture? What, what types of characteristics did they have, whether it's Saddleback or other places that you've seen? What are like, man, that is a great team and here's why. Yeah. I think um, the teams that I've seen that you know, again, I think we talked about calling at the very beginning. I think it's it, that's an important question is to understand your your, your calling. Uh, are you called to, um, number one, God, obviously, right? Uh, then are you called to that church? And then are you called to those specific ministries and areas? So mm -hmm. the churches I've seen that have really developed that to start and put that at the forefront, because it, it usually, it's sometimes a question asked at the end, and it usually comes out in a heart piece, like where somebody's upset and grumpy and all these things, and you're like, where's your heart at right now? Right. Oh, you got stuff going on in your life, right? Let's, let's, we need to talk about that. Um, I think uh, the teams that have the best culture are the teams that truly care <laughs> for the person. Uh, we live in a pass-fail mentality, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when people see us, it's either pass or fail. So if everything is great, it's pass. Nobody says a word. Right. If, if something goes wrong, it's a fail. It's like, right. It's, right? And, and so we live in that world, a constant world. And so there's a certain kind of care, I think, that has to happen yeah. uh, with your team and your people in, in doing that. And yeah. so that, that's part of the culture, I think, a, t a team that cares for their people, understands them. Is, and that can be pushed up to other leadership to understand that. How do you care for this team in a way that's calling people out by their name instead of just, hey, you, or hey, right. tech guy, or hey, sound guy, come on right. over. It's like, it'd be great to know their name, you know? Good. That goes a long way. So. It really does. It really yeah. does. All right. So uh, as as we leave each other, give me a parting shot on maybe something I can take back this week. Maybe a leadership tip. Mm. Like if I'm if I'm gonna be that move the the sound guy to a, to a tech leader. Yeah. What's something I need to take away this week to to help that process? Yeah, I think in general, one of the things I always talk about is is your equipment is only as good as the person running it, right? And I see so much of myself included, because I love gear, I love equipment, right, is a very enamored with that. So, so there's no piece of gear we know that can do it all and that can fix every problem. Mm -hmm. And so I put that all back on the person and say, hey, if you're developing in the right people who are creative with their tools, they can really do anything with anything. Mm -hmm. And we see that. When you, when you go around the country, you see that in churches going like, wow, that's what you use to do that? Amazing, right? right? right. If you really saw, but you also see that in the industry too. You're surprised by what people use. Even big companies, you're like, whoa, they use that? Because right. it takes very creative, imaginative people to use a tool and probably use it for much more than it can be done. So yeah. that's, I don't know, that's, that's one thing yeah. I've always kind of driven is it's about the people on the team. Excellent. Well, Dennis, thanks so much for your time, man. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Great having you. Thanks. My name is Sharon, and I'm an alcoholic for this sweat and headache. My advice, find a reason to be here that's bigger than you are. I read about this family in the paper. I think this is it. Situation. I want to look pretty for mommy. Well, maybe just a little off the cheeks. God is here with us right now, and we are here with you. Something about that little girl without a mom sick when the family's blood dry from all the hospital bills. I think I'm supposed to help. Hi, Sharon. Yes, ma'am. I just wanted to come by and give you this. I just made dinner if you want to stay. I'd love to. What are you doing? 
I met this woman. She's a mess. Perfect. She'll fit right in. $400,000 plus in medical bills. All three credit cards maxed out. And your income's only $3,600 a month. Yes, ma'am. That's not good, Ed. No, ma'am. I'm going to put together a press kit for a corporate donations, that kind of thing. Smile. Girls, help your daddy out. <laughs> I've owned four small businesses. I'm good at plenty of things. Taking no for an answer ain't one of them. Daddy's in over his head. You're asking us to reduce the family's medical bills due to hardship. No, I'm asking you to erase them. All of them. Was that funny? Oh, you want to go on an adventure? <laughs> Michelle will need to fly 700 miles to the Children's Hospital. Are you telling me we need a plane now? How exactly do you recommend we get a plane, Doc? I'll get you a plane, I promise. We are going to save this girl, you hear me? We're going to need a lot of shovels. This is our last chance. If we don't take it, Michelle dies. to become your responsibility to save her. Because I'm here. Because I can. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Well, hey guys, that was the trailer for the brand new movie, Ordinary Angels, starring Hilary Swank and others. Great movie uh, to go see and support. We as Christians need to support uh, films like this in Hollywood. So Ordinary Angels, be sure to go see it. Well, thanks so much for hanging out this week. You can find our show archive and lots of goodies at makingsundayhappen.com. Everything is there for you, makingsundayhappen.com. Be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast. Next week, I welcome three great guests to the show. My old friend Gary Molander from Floodgate Productions. Also Don Hopkins, who's the creative director at Transformation Church. And creative director Sharita Harkness will all be here next week. We'll be talking about the essence of creativity in the church. That'll be next week. We'll go out there and create some incredible worship experiences at your church this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.